0: Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just come on into the presence of God. Shake off those heavy bands. Shake off those heavy burdens. Step into the glory and the majesty of the Lord. Amen. Genesis chapter 28. We're going to look to the word of the Lord. Verse 10. Genesis chapter 28 and verse 10. The word of the Lord speaks to us about a very beautiful account of the scriptures. Genesis 28 and verse 10 Jacob went out from Beersheba and went toward Haran. And he lighted upon a certain place and tarried there all night because the sun was set. And he took of the stones of that place and put them for his pillows and Lay down in that place to sleep, and he dreamed. And behold, a ladder set up on the earth, and the top of it reached to heaven. And behold, the angels of God ascending and descending on it. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham, thy father, and the God of Isaac. The land whereon thou liest to thee will I give it, and to thy seed. And thy seed shall be as the dust of the earth, and thou shalt spread abroad to the west, and to the east, and to the north, and to the south, and in thee, and in thy seed shall all the families of the earth be blessed. And behold, I am with thee, and will keep thee in all places whither thou goest, and will bring thee again into this land, for I will not leave thee until I have done that which I have spoken to thee of. And Jacob awaked out of his sleep, and he said, Surely the Lord is in this place. And I knew it not. And he was afraid and said, How dreadful is this place. This is none other but the house of God, and this is the gate of heaven. And Jacob rose up early in the morning, took the stone that he had set up for his pillows, and set it up for a pillar and poured oil upon the top of it. Hallelujah. And he called the name of that place Bethel, but the name of that city was called Luz at the first. Could we just lift up our voices unto the Lord in prayer, asking for his blessing upon his word today. God, I thank you for every individual that is in this house. And I pray that your word would have free course today. Let the anointing of the Holy Ghost rest upon your messenger and upon your people. Help us, I pray, O God, to draw nearer to you. We give you praise and we honor you. We thank you. We worship you. For you alone are God. You alone are great. You alone are greatly to be praised. We thank you and give you glory. In the precious name of Jesus. In the precious name of Jesus. In the precious name of Jesus, we pray. And everybody said, in Jesus' name. Amen. And everybody said, amen. amen.
1: And amen. You may be seated in the
0: name of the Lord. I'd like to speak to you today on this subject. The Lord is in this place. The Lord is in this place. Somebody say, surely. Surely, surely the Lord is in this place. Jacob has gone out from his father's house from Beersheba, he went toward Haran, lighted upon a certain place and tarried there all night. The reason that he tarried there all night is because the sun was set. He gathered together stones of that place, the stones that were present at that place. He gathered them together and he made them a pillow, and he laid his head upon that pillow, and he went to sleep, and as he slept, he dreamed, and as he dreamed, a ladder was set down upon the earth, the Bible says, but the top of that ladder reached unto the very glory of God. Jacob saw angels ascending and descending upon the ladder. And while angels were ascending to the glory of God and descending from the glory of God, the Bible says that the Lord stood above the ladder. And said to Abraham, I am the Lord God of Abraham thy father. I am the Lord God of Isaac. Then he explained to him, the land whereon thou liest, I have given it to you. I know that you think you just stumbled upon this location randomly. I know you think that you set up your encampment because the sun was setting. I know you think you arrived here and turned in for the night because you were weary from the day's journey. But I'm going to give you the land upon where you lie. Because I am the God of your father Abraham. And I am the God of your father Isaac. And he said, I'm going to bless you like I blessed them. He said, your seed shall be as the dust of the earth. He's referring to the innumerable nature of the seed of Jacob. You shall spread abroad to the west, to the east, to the north, to the south. And in thee and in thy seed shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Behold, I am with you. I will keep you in all places. Everybody say all places. I will keep you in all places. And he said, whether you go, I will bring you again into this land. It doesn't matter where you go. I'm going to bring you back to this God, land. I will not leave you. I will accomplish everything that I have said to you this day. Jacob awaked out of sleep and said, Surely the Lord is in this place. And I love this part. He said, I knew it not. So many times the Lord is in a place and we don't even realize that he's there until he shows up. Surely the Lord is in this place, and I knew it not. How dreadful is this place, for this is none other but the house of God, and it is the gate of heaven. And Jacob rose up, and he took that that pillow, that stone that had served as a pillow, and turned it into a pillar. Now, I was born and raised in Memphis, Tennessee. I was born in Memphis, Tennessee. Spent the first five years of my life, actually, in Memphis, Tennessee. And I remember people calling pillows pillars. And I don't know if this is when that first happened or not. I don't know. But that's what happened here. He took that pillow and turned it into a, a pillar. And he anointed it with oil in the name of the Lord and said, this place is called Bethel. It was called Luz, L-U-Z, and that was the pronunciation, Luz. But he said, this is not a place of Luz any longer. This is the house of God. Bethel. Bethel. Praise God. Now, you have to really understand where Jacob was coming from in order to truly appreciate this passage of Scripture. You have to know that Jacob was running for his life. Jacob's life up to that point had been a, a mix of, of uh, uh, one mess after another. Jacob had created problems for himself because he was, just as his name implies, a supplanter, a heel holder, a cheater, a liar, a deceiver, a manipulator. That's, that's what he was. His parents named him that as he came forth from the womb because he was holding on to Esau's heel as they emerged from the womb and as if he was trying to pull him back in and and climb past Esau. And and they looked at him and they said, look at that little heel holder. That's what we're going to name him. We're going to name him heel holder. We're going to name him supplanter. We're going to name him Jacob. He lived with that label and he lived up to it. He found ways to cheat people here and there. Even his own loved ones, his own brother, he found in a very vulnerable position. It is true that Esau took for granted his birthright. It is true that Esau put too much confidence in his own ability to hunt. It is true that Esau should have paid better attention to the blessing that God had put in his life. But it is also true. That Jacob watched from a distance and waited for Esau's foolishness to catch up with him. And when it did, Jacob pounced. And he had, a, he had a, a brewing pot of soup just waiting for Esau to be hungry. And when Esau was hungry enough that Jacob thought he might get rid of the most precious possession he had, he said, he said I've got something for you, and, but you're going to have to pay for it. And Esau said, what do you want? He said, I want the birthright. I've wanted it since we were in the womb, and I still want it. And Esau, in his foolishness, gave away the birthright for a measly bowl of soup that lasted for just a short while. He was hungry again shortly thereafter, no doubt but he gave away the most precious thing that he could have ever received in that moment of despair and vulnerability. What a lesson that is to each and every one of us. And Jacob was the one that oversaw that whole negotiation. Then the scripture says that when time came for Isaac to pass off the scene, that he lay upon his bed. His eyes had waxed dim. He had grown old in age and he could no longer see and, and, and the blessing was getting ready to come forth. Isaac had told Esau to go and prepare the venison. All of Esau's troubles had to do with his hunting. Isaac said, go and prepare the venison. Bring it back and prepare it for me, and I will bless you with the blessing of your fathers. And Rebekah hears it. She calls Jacob, who happened to be her favorite. Not supposed to have favorites among your children, but she had favorite. She said to Jacob, I want you to prepare venison. I want you to put hair on your arms like Esau has. I want you to wear Esau's garment. I want you to pretend that you are Esau because you're going to walk into that room and you're going to convince that, that aging man whose eyes have waxed dim, you're going to convince him that you're something that you're not. Now you have to understand Isaac's senses were all strong with the exception of his eyesight. He could smell quite well because he smelled the field on Jacob. He could taste quite well because he tasted the venison. He tasted the calf from the flock. He he could he could feel and and touch because he felt the hair on Jacob. Jacob's arms, he could even hear just fine because he heard his voice and commented that this is the voice of Jacob but, but it's, the, it's the, the name of Esau somehow he overrode those senses and, and, and the one sense that was lacking his eyesight it, 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 it proved to be a, a place of faltering for him and he blessed the wrong man He blessed Jacob instead of blessing Esau. You have to understand there's a difference between the blessing of man and the blessing of God. Now Jacob had achieved in that moment the blessing of man. But later in his life he would have to achieve the blessing of God. You can deceive man by just pretending to be something that you're not. But you can't deceive God by pretending to be something that you're not. God knows your heart. God knows who you are. You can put whatever you want to put on, to hide whatever you want to hide, but God knows exactly who you are. And one day, you're going to have to wrestle with that all night long until the breaking of the day, and God is going to change your name then. So you can achieve whatever blessing from society or from men, even men of God like Isaac, but, but it's the blessing of God that will truly make the difference in your life. And to have the blessing of God, you've got to be honest with who you are. The Lord asked him the question, what is your name? The name was already known. His name was Jacob. But he had to be honest with what his name was. My name is Jacob, he said. My name is Heel Holder. My name is Supplanter. My name is Liar and Manipulator. And the Lord was able to say, because you've told me your real name, I'm able to give you a new name. That's what happens when we repent and are baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. When we repent from our sins, that's us telling God, this is my real name. I know I've acted like this, but this is who I really have been all these years. And when we'll be honest with God, God can bless us. He can wash our sins away in the waters of baptism with his precious blood in the name of Jesus Christ. Praise God. Praise God, Jacob had to be honest. But in that day, in that moment, standing before Isaac, whose eyes had waxed him, he was not being honest, and he was getting off scot-free. He was running out of there with the blessing and the birthright. Esau came in, and, and to his utter despair, learned that the blessing had already been given away. There was no new blessing of the same nature or caliber. And, and Esau was so despondent from this this devastating set of circumstances that he he said I'm going to kill I'm going to kill my brother Jacob and he meant it and Jacob knew that he meant it when that's your first reaction you mean it Jacob ran for his life that's where he was running when we find him in Genesis 28 and verse 10 he was running for his life trying to flee the wrath and the indignation of his brother Esau. Jacob is running, looking for somewhere to hide, somewhere to call home, somewhere to start a new life, somewhere to start over. Jacob is trying to live down the reputation he has so ably crafted through these years. He's looking for a way out of these terrible circumstances he's found himself confronted with. And and as he's running He grows weary, the sun begins to set, he happens onto a place, and when he arrives at that place, he says, I've got to stop here, this is as good a place as anywhere, and he grabs a stone, and he lays it down, and he places his head upon the stone, and while he sleeps, he dreams. And this ladder has reached down to the earth, but the top of it has reached unto the heavens, I want you to know it doesn't matter how low you go. There's a ladder from heaven that can descend down to where you are. And it doesn't matter how many people you've cheated or how many lies you've told or what all you've done, all of the things you're running from, there's a ladder from heaven that can descend down into whatever pit, whatever den, whatever confusion, whatever chaos, whatever failure, whatever mistake, it doesn't matter what you've done, where you've been, God can reach down to where you are and give you a run to hold on to how many remember when it was you who was running for your life but God who is rich in mercy unfolded his ladder into your circumstance and said I'm going to save you out of that pit of despair Don't you know that's why we were dancing just a few minutes ago? They call us crazy, but we're not crazy. They called them drunk, but they weren't drunk, as you suppose. We're just simply happy because when I think about the Lord, how He saved me, how He raised me, how He picked me up and turned me around and placed my feet on solid ground, it makes me want to shout.
1: makes me want to shout. Hallelujah.
0: Hallelujah. I I would to God that somebody would get up on that ladder today. Come on, put one hand up on a rung and a foot on the other and just start climbing until you reach the top of that ladder. Because at the top of that ladder is the glory of the Lord. Isaiah saw the Lord high and lifted up his train and filled the temple I submit to you that Isaiah could see that it was the same vision Jacob had. Jacob saw angels ascending and descending but when Isaiah looked into the same portal, the gate of heaven, he saw the angels flying around. You want to know why his vision was a little clearer? Because he had climbed up the ladder a little bit more. Ezekiel saw the visions of heaven open, the heavens open, and he saw the visions of God. He described those same angels, and he described their hands and their wings and where they were flying, and he described the throne, and he described the rainbow around the throne. You want to know why Ezekiel saw it a little more clearly than Isaiah? Because he had climbed up a little higher than Isaiah or Jacob the time John the Revelator looks into the same scene, he sees 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands around the throne singing worthy is the Lamb. I'll tell you why. Because he climbed all the way up to the top of the Lamb. I don't know where you are, but there's a rung nearby. You need to get a hold of it and climb. You need to get a hold of it and climb into the Glory the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That that ladder came down and Jacob saw angels ascending and descending upon that ladder. I used to think that 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 was kind of like a, a, a show given by God, you know, like a pump and circumstance, like God was just kind of displaying his majesty Look at all these angels I've got ascending and descending upon this land. That's not what God was doing. God wasn't in God's not God doesn't do things like that. There was actual activity going on. Jacob was seeing the activity of the invisible world. He was seeing angels coming back to God and angels being sent from God, ascending and descending. Don't you? that there are angels in action. The Bible calls them ministering spirits. A flame of fire. Hallelujah. The angel of the Lord encampeth round about them that fear him. Jacob was watching the activity of the angels of the Lord. God was letting him see his glory. And then when Jacob saw all this unfold at the very top of the ladder. Was the Lord God of Abraham and Isaac. Saying to him, Jacob, I'm going to give to you what I gave to your father Abraham. Jacob, I'm going to give to you what I gave to your father Isaac. I'm going to give to you all that I have given to them. And the land whereon thou liest right now, it's yours. Hallelujah. Jacob's looking around like, this land where I'm laying down right here. And God said, yes, I'm giving you the land whereupon you stand, whereupon you lie, because you have come to this place. And when Jacob woke up, he said, surely the Lord is in this place, and I knew it not. So many times we arrive at a place, here or there or anywhere, and we consider it to be a dreadful place. We consider it to be a place where we're running from other things. We consider it a place we would have never gone on our own volition. We consider it a place we're not sure how we even arrived here. But I want somebody to know that the Lord is in that place. You don't even know what place I'm living in right now. I don't have to know what place you're living in. I can already tell you, the Lord is in that place. But you don't know the circumstances that brought me here. I don't have to know the circumstances that brought you there. All i got to know is my God is a good God. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. The Lord is in that place. Jacob said, how dreadful is this place? Oh, it's a dreadful place, but the Lord is in that place. This is nothing but the house of God and the gate of heaven. It's a dreadful place, but the Lord is in that place. Jacob, you only arrived here because you slowed down, but the Lord was in that place. You only set up camp here because the sun was setting, but the Lord was in that place. You only got to this point, hear what I'm telling you, and understand that God is speaking a word to each and every one that is here today. You've arrived where you are. Whatever the circumstances were that brought you to that place, the Lord woke me up this morning and started me on my way so that I could tell you the Lord is in that place with you. In all of His glory, in all of His power, in all of His might, the Lord is in that place. Yeah, but I'm, I'm depressed. The Lord is in that place. But I'm confused. The Lord is in that place. But I'm sick in body. The Lord is in that place. But I don't know what's going to happen next. The Lord is in that place. feel the Holy Ghost in this house but you don't understand what's happening in my family the Lord is in that place don't you think you're walking into that place alone, you're walking into that place encamped about by the angel of the Lord, he's overshadowing you, he's undergirding you he's indwelling you he's on the right hand, on the left hand he's in front, he's in back he's already gone before you he's there before you arrive the Lord
1: is in that place
0: I know that you think you're on the back side of a desert and that you've been there so long nobody knows where you are and nobody knows what you've done and nobody thinks about you any longer but if you'll turn aside and see the bush that is burning but not being consumed you'll find that the Lord is in that place. Paul I know you positioned Caesar and you think it was the worst mistake of your life but while you're sitting in that jail cell wondering why You're here. There's gonna be an angel of the Lord tap you on the shoulder and say, Be of good cheer. It is I, be not afraid. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. I know they're getting ready to throw you into something you've never been thrown into before. But rest assured,
1: the Lord is in that place.
0: Brother Jonathan Morales, you told us that you don't know how to describe it, but there was peace. Peace that passed understanding that the Lord was there. When you got there, the Lord was there. Hope didn't seem to be anywhere nearby, but the Lord was there. And now he's turning it around. He's turning it around. In the name of Jesus. Brother Tyreek Andrews walked into Cincinnati Children's Hospital. And the doctors told him later that they had fully expected the worst kind of outcome for baby Noah. And they walked into that Cincinnati Children's Hospital not knowing what to do. Things had spiraled way out of control. And they they were having to put it all into the hands of God. And they didn't know what to do. Brother Tyreek said when he walked through that automatic door, the Lord spoke to him and said, Do you feel me?
1: I'm here. That's the sound of the redeemed. That's the sound of the redeemed. And start looking at the top of the ladder Start looking at the top of the ladder
0: Because the Lord The Lord is in that place Pastor Sizemore, 2018 was the greatest year Of our church There was so much vision there was so much power. The people of God were, were giving unto the cause of God. We were going to build a building, and it was the greatest year. I mean, I was on—I was on Elijah's chariot with him, passing cloud nine. Cloud nine, nothing. We were. It was so good. I couldn't wait for 2019. And 2019 rolled around. Eesh. We were met with an unbelievable hostility. We didn't know it was coming. It was snuck up on us. And here we were, 2018, I knew God was in 2018. I was dancing with Miriam outside the Red Sea. I was shouting the walls of Jericho were falling down. I went dancing out of my grave clothes into 2019. And 2019 hit me, smacked me. Upside the head, I thought, where in the world did this come for the full year? We battled. We fought spiritual battles, spiritual warfare, trying to gain a building permit. We finally received it by the grace of God and by the direction of the Holy Spirit. But I thought, my goodness, 2019 was tough. I can't wait till 2020. We're going to... If we can get to 2020, we're just going to sail smooth. But you know what I found out in 2019 while I was sitting in those hostile commission meetings? I found the Lord was in that place. I found out in 2019, Brother Craig, while we were watching one person after another try to take shots at what God had called us to do, I sat there realizing the Lord was in that place. One time he came down next to me and began to speak into my spirit as we fought and waged war in the spirit. And I knew it might be a dreadful place, but the Lord is 2020 rolled around, Pastor Sizemore, Pastor Ellis, and myself exchanged text in the middle of March and said, hey, you guys think you might be calling off service this Sunday? And at first we were like, calling off service for what? I guess we'll take a, a Sunday off, let things kind of blow over a little bit, and we'll get right back to business one Sunday turned into another one and another and another and March turned into April and April turned into May and May turned into June and and here we are we're in the throes of a global pandemic and the church is tested. The kingdom of God across the globe is tested in an unprecedented way and we don't have anybody to talk to about it. We don't have an elder that we can go to and say what did you do when you pastored through a global pandemic that shut the whole world down, including the church. Oh my God. There was nobody that could give us any direction or insight. Nobody ever faced anything like this. It was a dreadful place, but the Lord. Tell you something, we're doing things we never would have done if it wasn't for what we experienced in 2020 and what we experienced in 2021, God began to lead his flock. God began to lead his people. God began to do a sovereign work. I want to remind somebody he's a good God. He's a righteous God. God. may not come when you want him, but he's an on time,
1: God. And he's here. He's here. He's there. He's everywhere.
0: David said, if I ascend into heaven, thou art there. And if I make my bed in hell,
1: behold! Behold!
0: Thou art there. Yeah, yeah so good. That's where Jacob felt that he was. Yeah, so good. He's got a rock for a pillow. Are you kidding me? I feel like I've had that once or twice in a hotel here or there, but a rock for a pillow? That's my comfort? He felt like he had made his bed in hell, running for his life, fearing for his future. Lost, undone, and confused. <laughs> but when the heavens open and the ladder unfolds, surely, surely. I know you may not feel certain about a lot right now, but I'm going to tell you this, surely. I know you may think that the, that the world is kind of topsy-turvy right now, but Surely you may be wondering about the Antichrist and the Mark of the Beast and Armageddon and whatever else but surely I know you may not know what's going to happen on the job or what's going to happen in the economy
1: but surely
0: I don't know much about a lot of things but I know that I know that I know that I know surely the Lord is in this place how dreadful yes but the Lord is here some trust in chariots and some in horses but we will remember the name of the Lord our God the Lord is my light and my salvation the Lord is the strength of my life, whom shall I fear, of whom shall I be afraid when the wicked, even mine enemies and my foes came upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and they fell, the war should rise against me, though an host should encamp against me, my heart will not fear, in this will I be confident one thing that I desire of the Lord and that will I seek after to behold the beauty of the Lord all the days of my life and to inquire in his
1: temple the Lord
0: I want everybody that's ever had to deal with oncology go ahead and give God praise that he was there with you I want everybody that's had to deal with cardiovascular, something or other, lift up your hands and give him praise that he was with you. I want somebody that's ever had to deal with grief and sorrow, I want you to lift your hands and say, God was with me. I want somebody who understands in this house, whatever you face, the Lord is already there. He's already there. He's already there. You're never going to walk into anything that God isn't already there. I want somebody to lift both hands right now and grab that rung of the ladder and begin to give God praise. Do it right now. Go ahead, do it right now. Come on, grab whatever rung you can get a hold of. He'll put a rung right where you are, right next to your hand. God will put a rung of the ladder right next to your hand. <laughs> Come on, that's it. In the name of Jesus, God will put a rung right next to your hand. You say, I can't reach very far. God's going to put a rung right where you can reach. In the name of Jesus, wherever your faith is, God's going to put a rung of the ladder right next to your faith. You're going to get a hold of that.
1: Hold on. I said, hold on and never let go.
0: God's going to fight your battle. God's going to lift you up. God's going to pick you up. God It's going to save you, heal you, set you free. Glory. Come on, somebody, stand with me right now in the presence of the Lord. If you believe it, stand with me right now in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. If you're having trouble believing it, stand with me right now in the presence of the Lord.
1: Hallelujah.
0: Hey, listen. Listen. I don't, I don't have to say anything to those who already believe. They're going to they're give God praise. But I want some folks that are having trouble believing. Come on, raise your hand with me. You know God's good and you know God's great. You know all that. You're just not sure what his will is, and you're scared his will is going to be something you can't handle. I want you to give that fear and that doubt to God right now. God's about to blow your mind. He knows the thoughts that he has for you. Hallelujah. Thoughts of good and not of evil. Ah! Thoughts of good and not of evil. Right, right. To give you an expected end. Right. All right. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, let praise get a hold of you right now. Put off the spirit of heaviness. And put on the garment of praise. Put off the spirit of heaviness and put on the garment of praise. Hallelujah. You've been carrying that heaviness around too long. You've been carrying that feeling of losing too long. Jacob said, it's not going to be called lose anymore. It used to be called lose. We've been living in lose too long. We've been living in lose so long we feel like losers. You're not a loser. You're in the house of God. This is Bethel. This is the house of God. Hallelujah. Turn wherever you are into the house of God. tired of, I'm tired of living in the land of losing I'm an overcomer, I'm more than a conqueror, he I want somebody that believes that if you step out of your seat and make your way to the front of this house right now, God's going to minister to you in the name of Jesus God's going to minister to you in the name of Jesus come on, that's it that's it, come on Jacob come on Jacob, climb that ladder this morning, climb that ladder this morning (laughs) <laughs> Come on, turn wherever you are into Bethel. Hallelujah! You know what? You know what the Bible says? The Bible says, "Enter into His gates with thanksgiving, and into His courts with praise. Be thankful unto Him and bless His name." Do you know what that means? That means wherever you are, you can enter the gates of God merely by giving Him thanks hospital waiting room and you can be feeling fear and anxiety and worry and dread and all you've got to do is say thank you Lord for your goodness, thank you Lord for your blood, thank you Lord for your mercy, thank you Lord for your power thank you Lord for your grace and the gates of heaven open wide to you wherever you are somebody to do that right now I want you just to get lost thanking God in the name of Jesus you say I don't have much to be thankful for. Yeah, you do, yeah, you do. That's the devil lying to you. Yes, you do. I want you to think of something. You say, I got bad leg, then thank you for the leg that's not bad. I've got a bad arm. Thank you for the arm that's not bad. My lungs aren't so good. Thank you for a good heart. Thank you for good kidneys. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him. If you don't have anything else to thank him for, thank you for the blood. Thank you for salvation. Thank you for grace. Thank you for mercy. Thank him. Come on, right where you stand, turn that place into the house of God. When you go home today, turn your home into the house of God. It's not going to be loose anymore. It's the house of God. I thank you, precious, I thank you precious Lord. Woo. That's it. Release it to him right now. Release it to him right now. in this house something's happening in this house but I want to know who is it that's holding back who is it that's holding back come on there's a lady with the issue of blood here that's desperate for God to move in your life and all he wants you to do is run to him run to him run to his presence run to his presence God is never anywhere that he's not all there it's never that just a little bit of God is here, or a little bit of God is there. All of God is everywhere. That's why in Jesus dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Because all of God was in Jesus. And I want you to know right where you are, all of God is there. All of His healing, all of His mercy, all of His goodness, all of His grace, all of God is where you are. Reach out to Him right now. Reach out to Him right now. Come on, that's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. There's somebody else. As we sing unto the Lord, as we bring praise unto the Lord,
1: that's it. Bring that need to God. Bring that need. In wonder and surrender we fall down. Show us your glory. Show us your glory.